This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, welcome to One Bills Live here on a Wednesday as we are still obviously standing by awaiting positive updates on DeMar Hamlin's health. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And um, there are updates. They're very vague in nature, but they are positive, And that is what is encouraging. Before we get into that, uh, I know that, you know, Marty and Duffer just completed their show Sabres Live. But you want to talk about an uplifting night that the Sabres provided for people in western New York. Bravo to the Sabres. 5-4 in overtime over the Washington Capitals. And it was very hard um, not to get a little choked up seeing the players walking in uh, with those number three shirts on their way into the locker room before the game last night offering their support uh, to DeMar Hamlin and in turn to the Bills, uh, knowing what the players here are dealing with. And uh, it was great to see that sign of support from them. Obviously, there's been some support from around the NFL as well. Every NFL team adopted the avatar of prayers for DeMar on their respective team Twitter handles, and I believe on their Instagram pages as well, uh, just to see the entire league come together on DeMar's behalf, I, I just have to say, for me, is a very uplifting thing to see. I can only imagine what it's like uh, for the players and coaches here at One Bills Drive. Yeah, I was, it, was, um, it, it was a welcome distraction for me last night watching the Sabes play and, and then to see, you know, <laughs> three-on-three hockey, Taylor, uh, Tage Thompson scoring his third hat trick of the season. Three minutes left in overtime, or three minutes gone in overtime. Um, on January 3rd, it's 30th goal. Um, yeah, it's not coincidence. It's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, I was, it was hard for me not to, I got, I'm kind of a crier anyway. I weep at good commercials, but that was a, <laughs> that was a moment last night that was pretty special. And um, I, you know, thanks to the Sabres guys for doing all that. That was awesome. Sabres continue to surge, and it's just an absolute blast to watch them. Uh, they're not the only team. And we'll get into this too, Brownie. That they're not the only professional sports team who um, 
is remember is thinking about tomorrow. I mean, every single you mentioned every single NFL team, a couple of head coaches today, Lovey Smith, Mike McCarthy, Dan Campbell around the league. Mike McCarthy has said, "Listen, we got some guys that are hurting. You know, nobody's fine." over here in the Dallas locker room. Right. Uh, Dan Campbell opened their team meeting today in a prayer. He's got – and who – you know, we've – from afar, we've kind of admired Dan Campbell and his ability to get the – you know, get the roar back in Detroit. He's got the pulse of his team, and he opened his team meeting today with a prayer. These guys understand and can see on the faces of their players all over the league that they ain't good with this. Uh, it's been tough. Uh, it's been tough for us. I mean, I'm – I don't know about you, Brian. I mean, I told you this morning – we. <laughs> I have extra coffee this morning because I am not sleeping well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but it is, um, it is good that uh, we're getting some small but positive signs from the medical team that's attending to Demar, and uh, um, you know it's it's hard for all of us to turn the page on on this week, you know, start thinking about the Patriots and all of that stuff. No yeah. media availability for the players today. Goodness gracious. Um, so, you know, we're just, you know, plodding, plodding through this. But, you know, there's, you know, we, like, as you mentioned, the Sabes was a great, was, was great. It was fun. I mean, I'll just say it. It was great to see last night. I was really proud of those guys. And uh, it makes you thankful. feel good. Yeah, thankful. thankful. Yeah, <laughs> and, th- and, and thankful for, you know, we got now we've got a bunch of Patriots players. Robert Kraft are donating to DeMar's charity and right. stuff. So it's, uh, it's bigger than football, obviously. Um, and as we all kind of suspect, kind of, you know, begrudgingly acknowledge, if, you know, football's going to go on. And uh, it'll be interesting. I know that most teams, if not every single game this weekend, will have a, a moment for – for DeMar, some sort of acknowledgement. So, you know, you wait for that. The poor guys here, we, you know, they're in the they're in the building and they're, you know, they gotta buck up and uh, they gotta walk through today to get ready for the Patriots on Sunday. It's uh, not the same pace in this building that we have seen throughout the yeah. regular season. As for DeMar's. Update, as far as his condition is concerned, doctors did see promising signs of progress overnight from DeMar, who remained, who remains hospitalized, obviously, in critical condition as of this morning. This is all according to his friend and business partner. Uh, that's Hamlin's marketing agent, Jordan Rooney. He said things are moving in a positive direction medically. He said there were some test results that came back that doctors were hoping to see by this morning. So that sounds encouraging, although there are no real details and Jordan Rooney would not provide any. He's leaving that to the doctors. So we continue to keep our hopes high and our prayers constant. Speaking of prayers, Jill Kelly, the wife of Jim Kelly, held an impromptu prayer vigil in front of the Bills store on Abbott Road 3 p.m. yesterday, right after we got off the air. There were about 150 people on hand. I did see Thurman Thomas's wife, Patty, in attendance, among others. Prayer vigils continue at the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati with fans from all over the league taking time to stop and pray. I saw a Chargers fan on some of the video footage yesterday. I mean, that, we're talking Los Angeles here, and we're obviously closest to this story being people and fans that follow this team, but this is national news And to provide some perspective on how national it is, we're going to put up for our MSG viewers the back page of the New York Post, which pretty much sums it up. 
The New York Post is a New York tabloid paper, so it works like a book. It's not, you know, and this is the back page, which is where the sports section leads. And it reads for our radio listeners, America's son, nation prays for Bill's safety after horrifying incident. Um, so that's how that's how big this has gotten. It has reached coast to coast in this country. Everybody is thinking about him in the league. And as Steve touched on it, while we know this is an issue that has impacted the mental health of the Bills roster and proper steps and things are in place to address those concerns, and and the Bills, incidentally, are conducting just a walkthrough today. There is no media availability for them or for their opponent this week, the Patriots. The league is giving both teams an extra day before undoubtedly being faced with questions about how they're navigating this trying time by the media. But the mental health of the players across the league is an issue. Steve touched on it already. Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy said it's a heavy, sensitive day for players in his Cowboys locker room due to the DeMar Hamlin situation. They're 1,200 miles away from this thing. Right. They apparently got spiritual guidance from their team chaplain, but as Steve said, McCarthy's two-word quote, nobody's fine. Donations continue to pour in for DeMar Hamlin's GoFundMe page for his annual toy drive. As of an hour ago, it was up over six and a quarter million dollars, which is fantastic. Several NFL players making donations. Andy Dalton, Tom Brady, several Patriots players, Lawrence Guy, Brian Hoyer, Miles Bryant, They've all made donations, including Patriots owner Robert Kraft, who donated $18,003. Now, as we know, Robert Kraft is of Jewish faith. The number 18 in the Jewish faith signifies good luck. So that has got to be the symbolism behind that amount that Mr. Kraft donated, $18,000, and then $3, obviously, for DeMar's jersey number. So... That is where we sit now as we continue to await the best possible news that we're all hoping for, and that is that DeMar Hamlin moves from critical condition to stable condition. We're not there yet. As we understand it, he remains in the sedated state, trying to cool his body down so all of his organs, including his heart, can rest. But early signs of progress are there. We hope those continue. There's there's no other other than that. Yeah. There really is not much yeah. more for all of us to go on. We're all yeah. waiting just like, you know, Bill's Mafia. Is. This is kind of a it's a it, this is unprecedented. I've, you know, you kind of do a little modicum of research about how often this happened. There, there are like 30 cases like this in sports, not just not football, but sports in general a, a year about documented and. It's really rare. You think of all the kids' sports and youth sports and high school and college and community college and Division One, Two, Three, the Power Five. Uh, it happens, and it, none of us really kind of hear about it unless we've been touched by it uh, firsthand uh, by a friend or a family member or a teammate. So uh, I don't – we know that – and. We have positive eye, and I, in my heart, you know, I'm I'm in a spot now where I'm convincing myself, you know, he's Demar's going to walk out of there. He's going to be he's going to be out. He's going to make it through this. But we don't know that. I'm just some guy. So 
we're all kind of sitting in that spot, hard to move on. And life does move on. I mean, you know, Brownie and I were at work today and everybody here in the building, we're kind of back in the saddle today. And it's not a normal Wednesday. It's media not a normal, day. Yeah, it's not a normal win- media Wednesday day, all of that stuff. Uh, we're getting some, uh, uh, you know, thoughts and things about happened specific to the game on Monday night and how that was all handled. And, um, you know, Zach Taylor has been, you know, the head coach of the Bengals. He's dealing with this from his own side. You can imagine what it's like. Over He's there. addressing the media right now today. It is right. a, it is a media mm-hmm. Wednesday for the Bengals. And if we can pass along some of the comments from him, yeah. we'll do that as soon as we can here on he the had show. Said, he had said to the Bengals media that, you know, Sean McDermott, you know, after the ambulance pulled away and they came together, Sean said to Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals, we heard that conversation or saw it. We didn't hear it. We saw it. And he says, hey, I need to be at the hospital with De- DeMar. Yeah, I shouldn't be coaching this game. I shouldn't be game, coaching this game. Is what he told Zach Taylor. Um, that's, you know, and I, and I said yesterday – you know, for all the criticism the league's got for waiting 30 minutes to cancel the game or an hour after it happened and all that, and all, oh, my gosh, it was an hour. Um, the decision to – nobody thought about what was going to happen in that game until the, DeMar was off the field. And as soon as he was off the field, Sean McDermott kind of – and I said this yesterday, that game wasn't going on with Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor as head coaches, um, and rightfully so. The guys on the ground, Don Aponte was there – um, executive director of football operation, chief administrator of football operations for the NFL was there, and that game was not going anywhere. Now, however long it took to get that made public, that's when the decision was made. Um, and, you know, there that says a lot about how striking this incident was and how it still is. So we're dealing with it. We dealt with it all day yesterday. We had your calls, and, and, and we invite you to call today if you want. Um, you can give us a call and, chi- and and get some things. I, my bride and I were out to dinner last night, and we, and I guess you know it's kind of normal. I didn't really want to be around people, you know. So we went to a quiet little restaurant in our village, sat in a corner, just the two of us, and there were conversations going on, and it was a quiet restaurant, and everybody in the in the restaurant was having a conversation about DeMar Hamlin, and we could hear it. They didn't know we were there. We were kind of tucked away. Yeah, yeah. People need to talk about it. So if you do need it, if you're one of those people, give us a call. We're still open for business here. 803-0550, We should also mention that coming up at the bottom of the hour in about 15 minutes' time, we're going to be joined here in studio by former Bill Safety and CNN correspondent Coy Wire. And uh, Coy is in town, obviously, covering this story. But he also experienced the last time the Buffalo Bills went through a situation similar to this and probably every bit as grave in terms of life and death. And that was the Kevin Everett situation that took place in the home opener in the 2007 season. And so we're going to have him in studio to kind of relate the player perspective to us when something this grave takes place was, on the field. He was a uh, was he a team captain? I believe he was, special he teams captain. We'll ask him. Um, but we'll check in with Coy uh in about 15 minutes time. We do have some comments from Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zach Taylor that we want to pass along to you at this time. So, let's go to those comments from the Cincinnati Bengals head coach. Our thoughts and prayers are with uh 
Demar Hamlin and his family and his loved ones and um, his teammates, the coaches, the entire Bills organization. We've always had a great deal of respect for them. Um, I think that's grown much deeper, obviously, um, with what we've all seen transpire. And um, so certainly we're pulling for Demar, uh, hoping for the most positive outlook, and uh, looking forward to him seeing all the support that he's getting from um, his team, his community, um, people around the league, his family. Um, that'll be a great day when he's able to see that. Uh, I also want to point out a lot of other people that, that I thought just did an outstanding job handling the situation the other day. Um, you know, all the medical professionals that were involved, the Bills trainers, the Bills doctors, um, our trainers, our doctors, the paramedics, the emergency response team. Um, I thought that they were on it. They were composed. Um, it was a it was obviously a complicated situation on the field that everybody was trying to process. And for me personally, being down there and seeing the composure that everybody involved had, um, you know, obviously not knowing how, how the situation was going to unfold, I was led to believe that it was going to be positive because of how they handled it. And I think that's important to point out that they were prepared and uh, that they gave DeMar the best chance. Um, so that, that, was, that was well done by all of them. And uh, I was really impressed and, and thankful for, for – um, the work they'd put in to be ready for moments like that and the way they handled it I think was important for everybody to see. I also want to um, point out University Hospital, you know, the doctors and the nurses that are over there helping Damar and his family, uh, the security over there that's doing their best to, to uh, allow them to maintain their privacy. Obviously, as an organization, we're doing everything we can to support them, um, but at the same time, give them privacy. And so um, I think that's something you've really seen both communities rally around Buffalo, Cincinnati, uh, the NFL community really, really rally around uh, DeMar and the Bills. And um, we're doing everything we can to support them and make them feel comfortable, but at the same time make sure that they have privacy as a family to um, to manage this situation. Uh, I, I also want to point out the officials, Sean Smith and his, his crew, I thought did a tremendous job um, handling a, a situation in which there was no rule book, there's no protocols for how to handle that. Uh, I thought that they, they really um, – did a good job of, of um, everyone that was on the field could, could feel the seriousness of the situation, and, and they did a great job of, of stepping back and, and asking uh, the Bills what they needed, us what we needed, uh, giving us the space to process. Um, I, I thought that they just did a tremendous job of, of allowing all that to unfold and, and everybody getting to the decision that ultimately it was to get to, but I, I thought that Sean and his, his crew – um, really, really managed a difficult situation in which there's really not much presence that I've ever been a part of. Uh, I thought that they handled that really well. And, and again, just Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean and the entire organization, um, you know, their, their support in the moment for DeMar, and you could just see how that team felt about him and the impact he has on them, um, you know, just, just uh, was class all the way. I, I always knew Sean. Um, not, you know, we, we didn't, we never worked together, never, never had a meal together or anything, but always had respect for him, but seeing the way that he handled his team, um, you know, just deepened that respect for him and, and verified everything that I always thought he was about as a man. And, um, you know, just to kind of give context of, of what we were dealing with on the field as it happened. Um, cause I've, I've watched the TV copy just to kind of see what everybody else saw. And if you think about it, we're on the field. We've been in that situation many times where there's an injury to an opponent and you give them the space to operate. And, and um, so as our team made it on the field and you could see the reaction 
uh, of the players that were out there and how they were impacted, mostly their guys, a couple of our guys, you could you could quickly see the seriousness of the nature that it was different than anything we'd experienced. And during those moments, uh, all everyone's hoping for is the best-case scenario with the DeMar. No one's processing whether this is a game that's going to be played or delayed. That, that's not going through anyone's mind. I, I've, seen the, I've seen the TV copies now, and everybody else was kind of forced to think that way because, because they're not down there in the moment. Um, so people get a chance to process what's going to happen. That, that never crossed any of our minds. It was just, how is this player going to, going to be okay? So then when the, the uh, ambulance starts to pull away, is really the first moment anyone gets to even think about anything. And, and in that moment, um, you know, it came together with Sean McDermott and the officials kind of led the way there. And, and it was determined, you know, just to, just to take a few moments as teams to, to just process what had happened and separate and go to our sidelines and uh, just take a few moments to process because no one had had that chance. You know, I, I look at Sean and those players. All they were doing is looking at their teammate and their brother and, and hoping for the best there. That's the only thing going through their minds. I, I didn't say a word to anybody the entire time except for TB, um, who, who knew DeMar, and, and I could tell that he was going through it. So I could just see the expressions on Jordan Poyer's face and Josh Allen's face and TB's face. And so you're processing just uh, um, you know, how, how uh, awful the situation was. We separated his teams. Uh, the officials, again, did a great job of coming over to me and saying, hey, um, you know, they're, they're still trying to process this moment here, uh, Coach McDermott and their team. And so um, instead of playing telephone on separate sidelines, the decision was made just to go over there and, and make sure we're all, you know, talking together. And, and I won't disclose um, any of the private conversations Sean and I had except for this. When I got over there, uh, the first thing he said was, I need to be at the hospital tomorrow, and I shouldn't be coaching this game. And so that, to me, provides all the clarity because there, there was no uh, unprecedented is the word that gets thrown out a lot about this situation because that's what it is. Uh, but in that moment, he really uh, showed who he was, that, that all his focus was just on DeMar and being there for him, being there for his family at the hospital. And, and at that point, um, I think everybody, everything trended in the, in the direction it needed to trend and the right decisions were made there. But um, again, just, just uh, the way that I, I really felt Sean McDermott led in that moment for his players. He was there for his players. He, he processed the right way, which was incredibly difficult. And, uh, and really helped us get to the, the solution that we needed to get to, um, I think was, was really good. So um, that's, that's, that's really um, all I have about the situation. Um, again, the, the thoughts and prayers should be with DeMar and his family, the support with the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, we've got people on our team that are affected that knew DeMar from high school, Cal Adamitis, Tyler Boyd played with him, plenty of guys around him in the offseason that had relationships with him and, um, so we'll continue to support those guys and our players and our team. Uh, but again, a lot of support goes to the Buffalo Bills and, and DeMar and his family. What's, what's been the message uh, to the team in the, the times you've spoken? Like today was today the first time you got everybody back in the building? Is that yeah, the players, the players were in a little bit yesterday. Some guys got their lifts. Um, communicated a lot to the captains just to keep them uh, of, of abreast of the situation, and then we'll meet this afternoon as a team. What did you uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things I think that... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We'll just keep private as, as we manage the situation the best we can, and um, that's one of those things we'll keep to ourselves. All right, so that's Bengals head coach Zach Taylor, some of his opening comments, and pretty telling as to where the coaches stood on this in the immediacy of the event, in the, in the minutes uh, during which the emergency people were taking care of DeMar on the field. You know, Zach Taylor, who we all saw come across the field and speak to head coach Sean McDermott with head referee Sean Smith there also as part of the conversation, and he only shared the one comment that Coach McDermott made in that moment, which was, I should be at the hospital not coaching this game, and that presumably set the wheels in motion rather quickly as to where things were going to go uh, with respect to the game. DeMar's condition took priority and precedence over everything else, as it should, and it was very quickly realized by those primary parties, Zach Taylor, Sean McDermott, Sean Smith, that football was taking a backseat to everything else. Um, and eventually the league took their cue from the head coaches and from Sean Smith, the head referee, and we know what happened after that. The game was postponed indefinitely, and then the league came out with a statement yesterday that we read here on the air that the game is not going to be resumed in any capacity this week. So it's on to week 18, which is going to be another heavy lift uh, for this team, certainly, and maybe for some other teams. Um, He mentioned his own players on his own team, the long snapper, Cal Adamitis. He's familiar with DeMar, has met him before, been around him, and obviously Tyler Boyd, another Pitt alum, granted four years older, but they know each other just in crossing paths, presumably back on campus, part of the Pitt program as alums. They know each other. He, He referenced how Tyler Boyd was having a difficult time with what he was witnessing on the field Monday night. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of layers to this and, and, um, I think it's it's. I feel really 
relieved that we're not hearing all the ifs, ands, or what fors about what's going to happen with the fact that there is a game in the National Football League schedule that didn't happen or didn't finish. Um, I just let them figure it out, and we'll take it as it comes. Because for, for most Bills fans, I, I heard this on social media, and I've talked to other people. Who cares? The Bills, take a loss. Give the Bengals a win. Make it a tie. Give give the Bills a win, whatever it is. Or, you know, go down or just make it a, the game go away. Uh, different scenarios about, okay, so the Chiefs get kind of awarded the number one seed, and maybe they just make it so that if the Bills and the Chiefs make it to the championship game or the Bills, Chiefs, or Bengals and Bills and Bengals and whatever, the game's at a neutral site. That kind of thing. Who cares? Um, Yeah, it's all ridiculous to even conjure up that stuff. So, yeah, what that game means, obviously the reason we all were watching it was because it was such a big game. And to have something dwarf that game like it has, you got to be sensitive to that. So, you know, let, let's just, you know, push that aside, uh, kind of trudge along and uh, and appreciate that the fact that this is something that the league has kind of uh, – it's Monday night it stopped. Um, and that's hard to do to the National Football League. And I appreciate their willingness to do that um, and all the, the outpouring of – concern and respect and, and support that the entire league across the across the board has given to DeMar and the Bills and how they've kind of come together at this time. Certainly nothing's going to grind it to a halt except that it already did for a minute. Uh, but the inertia is going to take over and, and the clock is still ticking on a season. And, and uh, you know, I, I mean, now that we're getting some positive, albeit preliminary positive signs for about, about DeMar's condition – you know, we'll we'll see uh, begrudgingly about what happens in the days to come. We will take a break here because when we come back, we'll be joined in studio by former Bills safety, Coy Wire, uh, CNN anchor, and we'll get some thoughts from him as he can relate to this kind of a situation as a player. He was on this team's roster when the Kevin Everett incident happened back in 2007. He'll join us next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, and joined in studio now by former Bills defensive back and current CNN correspondent, Coy Wire. Coy, good to have you here. Before we get started, the Bills have issued an updated statement, so I wanted to get that pulled up here. Um, The update from the Bills is as follows. Can we put that up, guys, because I don't have it in front of me right now. Do you have the statement? Give us one second. Oh, here it is. I've got it. DeMar remains in the ICU in critical condition with signs of improvement noted yesterday and overnight. He is expected to remain under intensive care as his health care team continues to monitor and treat him. So that is the update, which I think to a great degree is what a lot of what we already knew, but it's just kind of confirming it uh, at the team level. So we appreciate that update. And Again, as more updates become available, we'll provide them along to you. Okay, now, Coy, good to have you. Good to see you. Been a while. Uh, you know, you kind of doing your thing down in Atlanta. Uh, but this is this one obviously hits different. Um, 
this latest, you know, injuries happen every week in the NFL. This one hits different. It's one that is not all too different from the one you and your teammates had to go through in 2007. Um, opening kickoff, second half. I believe you were on the kickoff unit yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're out there on the field on that play. Opening kickoff, second half. I, I hate to bring up a, a terrible subject, but we're trying to all deal with this and process this in our own way. What can you take from that that you feel applies here from a player perspective? I was trying to watch the game, enjoy the game. I stand when I watch Bill's games. And when I saw that happen to DeMar, um, I I fell down to the side of my couch and I was had a lot of emotions rush back, you know, seeing the ambulance, seeing the players, the tears, the huddle on bended knee, saying prayers. I did have uh, in these emotions flooding back from being on the field when Kevin Everett suffered his uh, paralysis. Um, when I was in college at Stanford University, our running back, Kerry Carter, who would go on to play in the NFL as well, he had a collision with the University of Washington safety, Curtis Williams. Oh, Curtis right. was yes. paralyzed from the neck down. 18 months later, he passed away from complications uh, due to that paralysis. Mm-hmm. In each of those occasions, at some point, you know, the whistles blew. They told us to buckle up and get back out there and play on. That's just the way it was, you know. Right. And you get hardened to those things. You're taught to, to live in this world where it's a next play, next snap mentality. Whether you drop a pass or you fumble a, a ball, that's how you have to be to be able to succeed moving forward. You can't let negativity haunt you. And so you become callous. You become hardened to uh, humanity, right, yeah. to, to mm-hmm. what's right. My wife, you know, we were talking about this, and she says she was in the stadium that day too when Kevin Everett got injured. And she said, how were we living in a world where it was okay to just tell everyone to go play after yeah. this tragic incident? She didn't understand that. She didn't come from a sports family, a sports, any sort of knowledge of sport culture. So I had to explain to her back then, you know, this is just the way it is. You know, when someone gets injured, you say your prayers and you play on. She did not understand. And I think it was a powerful moment, um, an unprecedented moment, when the NFL, and specifically the two coaches involved, Sean Taylor, uh, Sean, uh, excuse me. Zach Taylor. <laughs> Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott, you know, they, what they did, it cannot be overstated how powerful that decision was. They were told by Troy Vincent of the NFL to go and to their locker and assess the situation. And when they saw those faces and saw that trauma in the eyes of the guys in front of them, they determined they shouldn't have to go back out there. Yeah. I think that's a paradigm shift in the way it's always been is starting to change. You know, maybe in the past, player safety first, uh, health is important, we care about, maybe those words have seemed to ring a bit hollow in the past. Mm-hmm. But this was different. And I think the ripple effects this is going to have, everyone else in the NFL was watching. College coaches were watching. Youth level coaches, parents were watching. And, and they're going to start to understand that this really wasn't right, the way things used to be. right? So I think that if there's any sort of silver lining in this, of course, the ultimate joy will come when we know that DeMar is, is, is back to a full and hopefully speedy recovery. 
Um, but that is one thing that we can take from this. We sometimes learn through adversity and often through adversity uh, some sort of positive that can come from it. And I think that was huge. I think yeah. that is a, a big moment in, in sport, and it's going to you know, have, have a lasting effect. Yeah, and that's one of the things that uh, was missing from this scenario was that DeMar never, you know, he never came out of it and never got, even in Kevin, when he kind of he gave a little. No, he was paralyzed. Right. I don't so think he was doing anything. It, it, that was something that we always looked for, right? Yeah. And. And this is the first, and you're right, this is the first time it, it was a little bit like, hey, we ain't going on. We mm -hmm. can't go on. And the league, you know, backed them up and said, yeah, you're okay. And because they, Troy Vincent, and really good dude, former Bill, kind of a leader-type mentality where the generals and those guys up at the top of the food chain listened to the people who had their feet on the ground, Zach Taylor, Sean McDermott, and those guys, and the official. Sean Smith. There. Sean yeah. Smith was there. And they said, listen, we ain't, this isn't right. Yeah, a former player was the perfect person to have in that position from the league standpoint. He uh, was on the midnight conference call that night of the game uh, where he explained their emergency action plan, mm -hmm. and he's talking with Commissioner Goodell. He's on the phone with the head official in communication with the two head coaches, and he was certainly part of steering them in that direction. Um, <clears throat> so... And, and, and it also is of note that just a few weeks ago, when you look at uh, Tua Tungabailoa, multiple concussions this year, and he played in a game and they didn't even know he had a concussion in the most recent uh, instance. And it was his coach who the next day in film says, Tua, are, are you okay? Yeah. I think you should go see the doctor. That's a big change. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a big change in and of itself. So we're seeing that this culture is, is starting to – to morph into to a better place that will ultimately put players' health and safety first. Um, so it's a bit of positive we let's, can take from it. Let's talk about this because we know that this game is not going to be resumed, at the very least this week. It's kind of open-ended and a little ambiguous, but we understand it's hard to come up with hard and fast answers in a situation like this while the season is still ongoing. How, so it now, at least as far as the coaches are concerned, as far as the players are concerned, it's on to week 18. Your team had to, and you didn't really learn until the next day that it was literally life and death for Kevin in 2007 until the next day Dr. Cappuccino had the press conference. He was not optimistic that Kevin would ever walk again in the immediate aftermath of his emergency care. And you guys had to get ready for a game the next week. How did you guys compartmentalize all of that, pull together as a team, and play a football game? And even when you did and you took the field, was it different? Well, I will say this. You know, a lot of us knew during that game that it was very serious. Um, we saw his body convulsing. Yeah, struggling to breathe. Yeah. Um, and so... It was tough to continue on that game. And then after that game, I just wanted to go and hug my wife and hug my parents and tell them I love them. And then, you know, you have this, this nauseated feeling about you, um, an empty feeling. Uh, it was really difficult. And I, you know, so now I'm thinking about the guys today. Of course, they're not, they're having some meetings. They're trying with heavy hearts to get back to work. They're going to have a walkthrough. They're not going to have your typical practice that you'd go out there. And this would be the most intense practice of the week to get ready for the Patriots. We're going to be here at home. This is a playoff implications on the line. How are they 
how are they going to be themselves? I don't think they are. But, you know, as, as the elite athletes that they are, they will try to find um, not what to fight for, but who, right? They're going to make this mm-hmm. all about DeMar. Um, and so that's how you do it. You, you play for something bigger than yourself. This isn't about me and how many tackles I get this game. I'm doing this for DeMar. I'm doing this for Kevin Everett. I'm do- you know, so that's, in my experience, uh, in the locker rooms I've been a part of, that's, those are the conversations you have. And I'm told that the leaders are in there leading right now in that sort of manner. We've got great leadership from top all the way down to, through to that locker room. So I think that uh, if anything team can pull through this, it will be the Buffalo Bills. We've seen that time and time again. Um, they understand that it's also not just about DeMar. It's about all of them out there, mm-hmm. Bills Nation. I go to Japan to cover a story and I have people coming up to me saying, go Bills. That's how powerful this organization, these right. teams are. And they know they're playing for all of their hope. They know that they're the glimmer of hope that they need after the uh, racist mass shooting seven months mm-hmm. ago, after the the storm that took the lives of do- dozens of, of people in this community. That's who they're playing for, too. And then this the thing that hit a lot of people about this was because it was unprecedented. We, it was diff- this injury to DeMar Hamlin seemed different uh, because the tackle seemed innocuous by NFL in by NFL standards of this day and age and he was okay for a split second and not and the frantic nature with which they had to revive him on the field and and it and the reaction of his teammates who came around and what you know and, and shielded the public's eye of what was happening to their teammate all of this stuff was different and it, and even now we seem kind of um kind of treading water in that we're not familiar with the way it happened. I think the like Zach Taylor in the moments we just saw in the start of this segment and the way Sean McDermott reacted in this is to how thankful and why players rally toward leadership in head coaching positions and why it's so important to have someone who's going to say, this is how it's going to be guys in a moment when you don't know how to feel, don't know what to do, mm. leadership is what gets us all through. Mm. How thankful we are to have a guy like Sean McDermott, who is a strong leader, and a guy like Zach Taylor, who has also exhibited strong leadership skills, Mike Tomlins of the world, and even the Mike McCarthy's down in Dallas, who today stood up, and Dan Campbell in Detroit, these head coaches, uh, Mike McDaniel addressing the media today. Uh, you've got to have guys who even if they have never been through this before, are strong enough to say, here's what I think we should do. And here- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Here's why. Mm-hmm. And to have you know, the cachet, to have men like you know, Steph Diggs and Josh Allen get in behind him and say, yeah, I'm with you, let's go, and, and join forces. So uh, it's part of the reason guys like you, guys like me, were willing to take the risks inherent in the game that we've just witnessed. We were willing to play the game, wanted to play the game, enjoyed playing the game, and were willing to take those risks is because of the benefits of being around men like that accomplishing things that teams accomplish together, winning games together, being part of a group that accomplishes that together, having guys working towards something together with, with men who you love and respect. It's those risks that seem crazy in moments like this. I think most guys, you, me, I don't want to speak for you, mm. the risk was absolutely worth it Well, and for the benefits that we've gotten throughout our entire lives because of it. And I covered Coy's entire career, at least here in Buffalo, and there was a time where you had to deal with that personally. I remember when your head was in a halo brace. Yeah. Um, how much did that impact your perspective with respect to this game? I mean, you had an injury, a, a serious injury, neck, right? Like, Yeah. Uh, you know, we were playing Jacksonville. I was asked to play linebacker that game at 200 and nothing pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and this big old lineman pulling guard came around and, and hit me, and my whole right arm went numb. I I knew something was off and uh, ended up having titanium plate and four screws yeah. put in my neck. That mm-hmm. was the end of my career here in Buffalo eventually. Um, so I, you know, from an injury standpoint, I know how scary that is. And so I certainly was thinking of, of DeMar and what's going on through his mind. I was so uh, happy that his mom was able to be there with him in that moment. Mm-hmm. She was able to get into that ambulance with him immediately because that had to be a bit of comfort for him, but also for her. You could imagine if you're, this happened to your son and you weren't able to be there and to hold to hold him. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really emotional stuff, and it is a reality of the game. Um, I do think somehow, some way, the game continues to get safer over the years. It's so much safer now than from when we played and right. from when you covered so many yeah. ye- years ago. Um, and that's such a positive sign. And and there's still progress being made. I, I wouldn't trade it either for anything in the world. I am who I am today because of this sport, because of the bonds that were formed with so many great um, leaders. Um, as you mentioned, Steve, it's such a good point. I think that Sean McDermott and, and Zach Taylor are going to be looked at, at two 
people who spearheaded a new movement and a new way of thinking in regards to to players' health and safety. They were not afraid to smash the status quo. That's what great leaders do. Mm -hmm. No matter what has always been done, no matter what the norm has been, you're willing to do something bold, brazen, something that, you know what, you might get in trouble for or be frowned upon for. Yeah, but really, in the grand scheme of things, it's... He, they did the right thing. When you look back, you sometimes realize... sometimes it's hard to do the right thing. That, be, yeah, because it's going against a current that has not been flowed that way. Time, so yeah. when they finally do, and, you're like, and, and that was why I brought up what my wife mentioned to me. Why, why were we living in a world where that was okay, right? right. Yeah. They did the right thing. And it makes sense when you have people go ahead and do it. And, but it takes people like that to, again, smash the status quo change the narrative and really put into action what has been a lot of words about making player safety more important and the important thing they made it the important thing we're unfortunately out of time here coy but thanks for stopping by and i'll just i'll just be very frank coy comes in here and i haven't seen him in 10 years or something i mean like i said i covered his whole career he obviously knows steve really well he doesn't come in here and give us a handshake he gives us a hug Mm. um I'm just going to say <laughs> it was great because <laughs> oh, we're all dealing with it, you know, yeah. and we're, we're removed from it to some degree. We're not in the locker room. Yeah. We're not coaching that team, but we feel it just as much. So really appreciate it. Um, great to see you. And um, I know you'll paint this story in a proper light for CNN uh, as you do a lot of the other stories that you do for that. Network. That's why I'm here um, to let the world know more about this place the people of this place is special, and I'm so grateful for you. You know, you give this name, this team, this brand um, so much to be prideful about in the way you represent this organization, this team, these people the way they deserve to be. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, we Corey. appreciate Good it. Good to see you, man. We're going to take a break here. Be back with your phone calls next on One Bills Live, presented by Collida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, our thanks again to Coy Wire for stopping in, really lending some valuable perspective uh, to what the players are going through at this point in time uh, after seeing a teammate go down like that. Uh, Coy and his Bills teammates back in 2007 obviously went through uh, a similar situation, a life-and-death situation with a teammate in Kevin Everett. And... The biggest difference was as fans, while we all recognize and, and media members, we all recognized it as a serious situation when it happened on the field. Uh, watching Kevin Everett's body struggle for air as he was immediately paralyzed from the neck down, um, the aftermath was even more jarring when we realized there was a real chance that the man would never walk again. Um, and that really quick thinking and life-saving measures were taken to just keep him yeah. alive. Yeah, they did some, and they and listen, off, uh, the Kevin Everett thing as well, there was some controversial treatments they used that were cutting edge that uh, turned out to be now standard protocols, and uh, Andy Cappuccino gave yeah. him the, the cold IV that dropped his body weight and cut down on the inflammation. There's of no the spinal cord, Of yeah. the spinal cord, there was no swelling, and because the swelling would crimp the spinal cord and cause it to be more damaged um their quick thinking and their courageous decision to do that back then when it wasn't done that much you know now kevin everett is walking around so yeah um and having a normal life obviously his football career was over but just being able to have uh 
yeah. a normal life was a victory uh, in an enormous, itself. It was an enormous plus. So, yeah, th- and that these guys that all these people, and you said you were there at the, in the stadium the other night where somebody yelled for the defibrillator, and they had it there in seconds. Yeah, I didn't realize what they were calling for immediately, but when I saw the Cincinnati Bengals team member of either the medical staff or athletic training staff sprinting onto the field with that thing. I recognized what it was right away. We could not tell whether they were actually using it. And I didn't know if they called for it as a just in case, or if they knew immediately they needed it when I was watching it in real time. But as soon as I saw that thing getting carried onto the field, I knew immediately what it was. Cause we have one just outside the cafeteria on the second floor of our building. Yeah. It's just an AED. It's got a a handle on it so you can run with that thing. And they were bringing the paddles out because literally seconds counted because every second that passed was another second that oxygen was not going to DeMar Hamlin's brain. So their, their immediacy in recognizing the situation, springing into action, and executing in a way that emergency medical technicians need to may be the difference between DeMar Hamlin coming out of this in a positive light uh, more than anything else. So our thanks again to the first responders because they were A-plus. And we just heard Zach Taylor earlier this hour, the head coach of the Bengals addressing the media today, speaking to that. It's interesting uh, now because because on a Wednesday, the league has, and and notably the Bills and the Patriots are not having a media day today. Um, for this reason, the Bills are giving their de- their players a day away from the open locker room and having the media come in, and the league has agreed to follow suit with the Patriots. And the Patriots get the same thing, uh, but there is media going on all around the league. Um, NFL, the Jeff Miller of the NFL um, and Troy Vincent have been you know, doing. Uh, Jeff Miller is the senior vice president of health, health and safety, and safety, and so. He's being obviously these guys are making themselves available to the media today. Uh, Jeff Miller said that the league's conversations about whether this Bills Bengals game is, you know, they haven't decided anything yet. The discussions about what it is and the ramifications and the ripple effects of that game not happening are being talked through even now. And, uh, you know, and uh, Troy Vincent uh, as well has been part of those conversations and, uh, uh, he is, you know, going to reiterate too that, um, you know, they that they've begun those conversations now, and uh, you know they'll get to that in due course. Um, they haven't decided on what happens with the Bills Bengals game. I don't. Uh, I, at this point of the season, um, it's hard to imagine them playing that game. I think you just wipe that game off the schedule. And and there's been a we were we've been talking about this a lot off the air. The the most fair thing that I've thought about that I've heard is that if something happens where Cincinnati's in the AFC because now the Bills in Cincinnati probably can't get the one seed. Well, they can, but they would need Kansas right. City to lose. Kansas City's got to lose when so the onus goes from Bills winning out to Kansas City winning out, and they get the AFC champion. They get home field and the bye week throughout the playoffs. And there's some interesting things. And the Bills, you know, it's second, secondary in their concerns that if the Bills made it to the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs or the Bengals made it to the championship game against the Chiefs or the Bills made it to the AFC Championship game against the Bengals, 
that maybe that AFC championship game amongst those teams would be at a neutral site. Pro Football Talk field. was suggesting that today. I think that's a, a great, uh, that's a great suggestion. It, but I think it was, should only extend to those three teams since they're the ones with the chance going into Monday yeah. night's game of getting it. That makes some sense to me. Uh, don't know where that would game would be. And, and, you know, certainly it doesn't address anything about the bye week that Kansas City would get that the Bills and the Bengals would not have a chance at now. But that's a nice, that would be a nice gesture uh, towards DeMar Hamlin and what happened to yeah. him and the Bills and the, t- and the Bengals. Um, it's also a long way off. They've got more immediate right. concerns, namely what to do with this uh, postponed game. And as Steve mentioned, NFL Executive Vice President Jeff Miller said that conversation about what we do with that game has begun. So when it is resolved and decided upon is a complete other story. We know it's not being resumed at any point this week. It's on to week 18. We will take a break. Be back with much more, including your phone calls at 803-0550-1888-550-2550. So if you're on hold, please wait. We will get to you in the second hour of One Bills Live, presented by Collada Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 